Welcome to your go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it? Gaming? Wait for it? Anime? Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Wait For It Podcast. I am your co-host, Phil Smith, a.k.a. Phil the Filipino. And welcome back to our newest series here on the podcast, which is Late to the Party. We hope all of you guys had an awesome holiday weekend, whether that involved tolerating some of your more annoying family members or going out there and getting some shopping done. We are very, very happy to be back. But also, Eric, it was a much needed break. But the remainder of the year is going to be jam packed with content. And we are back here with, uh, you know, a film that is incredibly, incredibly important to the world of not just anime, I would say, but also just film in general. And listen, I came away with this with some indifferent feelings, mostly because of the route that I chose to go. However, I am happy that we're talking about this film, Eric, because again, it is so important and it is credited with bringing anime to the West. So I'm very interested to see your thoughts because Eric, without this film, you may not be the type of fan that you are here today. So I'm really excited to talk about this one. It's really essential viewing if you're an anime fan. I mean, honestly, it's something that I have heard a lot about over the years. You know, it, between this and like a film like Spirited Away or whatever your favorite Studio Ghibli movie is. It's it's a Studio Ghibli film and Akira. Like those are the two. Those are the big ones back in the day that people just talk about, you know, kind of starting their love for anime from a film perspective. And I think this is, you know, much overdue. I'm glad that we watched it. I am curious where we both fell, though, uh, and definitely for you, uh, given that, you know, anime is not something you're nearly as obsessed about. So I feel like I'm going to walk away appreciating a lot more possibly from this film, uh, but it is older and I have been on the record. Older anime for me has been a tougher watch. There have been some exceptions. I'm really enjoying One Piece, uh, but a show like Cowboy Bebop, uh, not exactly my style and taste, you know, so there, there's definitely been a mixed bag for me and I'm really excited to talk about it. I just watched it literally 30 minutes before we recorded. So that that tells you all you need to know. It's fresh on my mind. Yeah, absolutely. So we're excited to get into it here in just a moment for all of you brand new listeners. Want to welcome you into the Wait For It podcast and just make sure you stick around to the very end so we can let you know where you can find all the rest of our episodes along with all of our social media. And for all of you returning listeners, welcome back. We hope you guys again had an awesome holiday weekend. And uh, yeah, we're excited to bring you all the rest of the content we have planned for the remainder of the year. So Eric, before we jump into this, go ahead and let everybody know how Late to the Party works. And then yeah, let's discuss this thing and break it down. So we've consumed a lot of content over the years, but for some major franchises and films, they've just never ended up on our radar. And that's what inspired this series, Late to the Party. So for this episode, as you know, we're going to talk about Akira, which again, many people consider to be that first gateway anime to the West. And I'm also going to drop a video that I watched that I think really puts into light. I'm going to mention a couple things from this uh, creator named Super Eyepatch Wolf talking about the impact 
of Akira, uh, the film that changed everything. And I think it gives you a nice perspective. If you want to check that out after that, it'll be in the show notes. But I think it's a great video just highlighting how important this film was for the time period that it came out. Uh, but Phil, I'm ready to get into this and talk about this movie. I'm glad you referenced that video, Eric, because that's the exact same one that I watched as well. And I'm really glad that I did because I didn't want to come into this thing, you know, not not cynical because that's not the right word for this. Like you said, you know, and, and you mentioned and for all of our longtime listeners who know anime for me is I'm very, very picky when it comes to anime. I, I'm uh, that's no secret. And I had to put myself when, when I, I went back and looked at how this film, how it portrays itself and all the things that happen. This is how I had to look at it. If I were a 12 year old kid in 1990, which when this was, which is when this was re-released in the U.S. and uh, in the West, if I came across this film, if I went over to like say a friend's house and I had never been exposed to any other types of cartoons, now uh, of course, being Bugs Bunny or The Little Mermaid or whatever was on at that time, and I came over to a friend's house and they put this on. It would have absolutely blown my mind. Now, in 2022, as a 33-year-old adult who has been introduced to anime, such as an Attack on Titan or watching something like a Chainsaw Man, where, you know, obviously those types of things and that type of violence, not even in just anime, where that type of violence is just kind of normalized, like we've seen it all of our lives, then it doesn't have the same impact. So, and it's impossible for me to put myself in that mindset, even though that's how I know I had to approach it. But I would have to say, Eric, this just was not for me. Now, I watched it in dub, which was honestly my mistake. So I have got I went through it and watched it in dub. And the dub is, is honestly just not very good. Eric, you kind of referenced this here as far as 90s dubbed anime. It's, it's very, very much a mixed bag. And listen, there are a lot of talented voice actors on the English dub side. Uh, for this here, some of them that we have worked with very closely who are incredibly talented. And this, uh, it just, I had a lot of trouble finding interest and staying, sticking with it. You know, um, I actually did go back and rewatch some of the parts that I was interested in in sub, and it was much, much better. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not going to go back and rewatch the movie again through sub. It's two hours long, and the down periods in it, the storytelling, um, just did not keep me uh, invigorated and enthralled throughout the entire thing. So, Eric, that's my initial thoughts that I wanted to to kind of start off with and see what you thought. Yeah, so I was worried about that. You know, there are some great, great voice actors on the dub side, so I'm sure it's it's serviceable, right? But this is the thing with those early eight, you know, late eighties, early nineties, and even kind of going into the two thousands for dubs. There are it's just it's just not up to par to where it is today. That that's the way I'll kind of gently say it. So I watched it all in sub and I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought the voice acting was good. You know, I don't know that it stood out to be anything special. But again, I think it's also in a time capsule a little bit, Phil. I think this movie is something that for its time was probably really great. But I didn't come away from this movie saying, Wow, you know, the voice acting really, even in sub, the voice acting just stood out to me as such a magical masterpiece of, you know, audio. I, I didn't really feel that at all, but I thought it was good. I, I thought the voice acting in sub was good. I am glad I didn't watch it in dub with what you're saying. So hopefully there's not any fans of the dub out there that hate us. 
Uh, again, watch your preference. It's not about that, but uh, it just really is. History tells us the earlier dub, not so great, which you did say it was also recently redubbed. So that's not that's not great either, but still. I, yeah, I mean, recently it's 2001, you know, so it's still been 20 years. So I would be interested to see if they would redo this and, and not saying that they should, but if they were to redo it and update it and release it in segments as opposed to one two hour movie. Because, again, as you saw in that video, Eric, that we watched, Akira is a six episode or a six what chapter? I don't know. Uh, there's six manga for Akira. And this movie is essentially the first half of the first one and then the second half of the sixth one with a whole bunch of stuff in between. I'd be interested to see if I were to be able to go back in if they were to ever redo this and watch it with, you know, updated animation and, you know, updated voice acting, and all that kind of stuff. I I kind of feel like I would be a, a lot more invested in it. This kind of reminds me a lot. I mean, and it's not uh, obviously, you know, this came out way later. This kind of reminds me of cyberpunk where there's a lot of lore in this world that is just kind of untouched that I would really like to kind of go dive into but again for its time w- without this like we're, we're just not where we are right now which is why I want to be very very careful with the words that I say because I don't want to come off as disrespectful the amount of work that went into this thing Eric was incredible and the amount of money it made with a very very limited theatrical release here in the states really really incredible and I again, I just can't imagine being a 12 year old kid walking into a theater somehow or going over to a friend's house and coming across this piece of media and this type of animation that had never been seen before because it's very violent, uh, very explicit, obviously. And yeah, it would have, I can certainly see why it had the impact that it did. Um, But in 2022, for me, it just that doesn't, it's more and more difficult uh, to do that. It it is. And I feel like part of this series has become. Uh, us complaining about how old films are sometimes. It's like <laughs> so a reverse get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, it's not It's not great. But here's what I'll tell you. The animation definitely holds up for the most part here. You can definitely tell it's an older form of animation. But there are some stylistic choices here and just fluid motions that are captured beautifully. Honestly, they're, they're really, really good. And anim- there's really, really good animation here. Unlike the last movie we watched, uh, a little film known as The Shining, uh, which did not age well. We didn't have to. You didn't have to bring that. It was a good comparison, though, for for recency's sake. Uh, Again, that film not. I just think the older it gets, the worse that film is going to be received. For me, at least. People like me. This film, I feel like, again, the word time capsule keeps coming up. And I think that's how I would describe this movie. It's just... A moment in time, it's an air, you know, a, a movie in an era, and you can kind of understand that and appreciate it. And there's stuff you can walk away from, Phil. What I walked away from appreciating was some of the animation styles. Um, you know, there were definitely some, you know, weird scenes, right? But even those weird scenes, the way they animated a lot of that, some of the dreamlike sequences and stuff, uh, I really enjoyed it personally. And it stuck with me. It's something I'm going to remember. I can understand why, um, you know, the main character with the bike is so iconic, like the poster. I can understand now. I can see that where, again, with The Shining, the reason I brought that up is because it had a similar introduction, right? We knew it from the poster in some iconic scenes, but with Akira, it just landed so differently for me for those iconic scenes for the poster, 
you know, those things really landed with me in a more positive sense. Well, it also has a thing that we really, really like, and that is a quote unquote villain that we can kind of uh, relate to or understand why he is the way he is. Like Tetsu has been given a shit card, you know, a shit hand since he was a kid. And then he comes into all of this power. And you know what? He does something about it. You know, he, he utilizes that power in a way that he sees fit. And ultimately, and, you know, obviously we're going to go into spoilers here. The movie is 30 years old. So if you get mad about that, I apologize. I don't know what to tell you. Um, so that's why you feel at the end of the film, you don't know if you really feel like the good guys, quote unquote, necessarily have won. You know, I, I don't know that I really felt that way. But yeah, again, like you said, Kanada, Tetsuo definitely understand why they are such iconic characters i definitely thought the bike would be more important uh in the story i thought it was i thought this i did not know anything about this going into it so imagine my shock when everything started coming down like or everything started like breaking down i was like thought there'd be a lot more bike in this (laughs) i mean you're not wrong you're not wrong at all i think you know there's there's a lot to like about this film but phil i kind of talking about the opposite side maybe some expectations you you didn't have Uh, Was the bike the only thing that maybe let you down? Was there anything else that kind of, (laughs) uh oh, that kind of, you know, disappointed (laughs) you a little bit? Because I feel like this film is is a nice sandwich between a lot of films. We came in really positive, really strong. Uh, Paddington, too. I mean, Jesus Christ, have we seen a better movie on this series than that? I don't know. No, we, we, <laughs> we peaked with Paddington, too, and then we went downhill. I don't know why. I don't know how did, like, we, why we did it that way. <laughs> how did we manage to do that? Uh, John Wick, we enjoyed, you know. Um, That's true. There, yeah. There's films we've enjoyed. Uh, then we hated the last film. And then this one's like comfortably in the middle for me. So, Phil, was there anything that just swung the pendulum the other way? Yeah, I I just like, again, I said this, like I said, this really wasn't for me. I was having a lot of trouble and and I I will also admit, you know, I have been a little under the weather, but, you know, that's um, I've definitely couldn't really get into this. There there is a level of weird that I can handle. And there's just some stuff in this that is just like it got a little bit too strange, like especially with the kids that were old and young at the same time i don't know maybe i missed that i don't know what the hell was going on there it was just very strange there's just a level of uh of weirdness that i can put up with before i just like ah this definitely is not for me um again i probably should have watched the whole thing in sub that was my own fault but it gives us this juxtaposition between eric and i uh where we have we've had experience now in both from both of our sides but yeah I, this, the story just didn't really compel me as much as I thought that it would, especially with such an interesting protagonist and um, an antagonist, I should say. But yeah, I, you know, Eric, I, I don't ever find I don't find myself ever wanting to watch this again. And it's not something that the way that I look at it, especially with anime, is do I want to buy merchandise to commemorate? Do I want to buy the DVD? Do I want to buy artwork if I ever come across it? Do I want to buy, you know, merchandise, T-shirts, stuff like that? And I don't ever see myself hanging in a Kira print in my home. That's the way that I look at it now, since we go to so many conventions and stuff like that now, you know? I mean, that does make a lot of sense. And I mean, I'm going to be very curious how many Akira like merch we run by, like how prevalent that is in conventions. I can't off the top of my head think about very, very much standing out to me other than, you know, the iconic poster. 
So maybe I'm wrong, but that'll be at least one thing I'll be actively looking for out of curiosity. But I'm right there with you. I, I don't think I would really purchase anything. And, and you mentioned like a great protagonist and antagonist, right? And I do think they're good, but something just didn't resonate with me for either of them. It just like, and again, I know we mentioned the video uh, and I don't want to just rely on that here, but it, it was good to know that there is literally a whole middle part of this movie that doesn't exist for this film. In fact, the manga was still going when this movie released, which was, you know, when you kind of look at it in that lens, you can kind of see that because there's some character development that I just felt like we really needed to, to take a step forward with. And, and Tetsuo, not so much. But Kanata specifically, the main, you know, protagonist, um, I don't know. He just went from being this like dick biker gang member uh, to being the hero. Um, I don't know that it was a a great transition where with Tetsuo, you know, you understand. And, and both of them are a product of their environment, right? But with Tetsuo, Tetsuo, you understand why he went that way. Kanata, I didn't really feel that connection. Uh, Phil, I don't know if you agree with that. Plus... They're the only two interesting characters in this movie. Uh, I don't believe there is another interesting or really necessary character. And again, I think that has to do with the fact that a lot of stuff is is missing from this adaptation. No, I definitely agree. And, you know, they are. I, I think they have an interesting story in that, of course, they have so much history. But yeah, we don't really know too much about Kanada. Like, why all of a sudden did he choose? To, was it just because he knows Tetsuo better than anybody else. Is that why he felt like he he was responsible for trying to stop this? I don't know. It didn't really make a whole lot of sense. But yeah, I wouldn't be able to really point out or name any of the other characters. Would would you now, Eric, you being the manga reader, reader did this enthrall you enough to want to go and read uh, the six books that are that are that are tied to this film? I'm interested. I'm not I'm not over the moon. I'm not going to like do it today. But if I needed a good read and I was looking for something, yeah, yeah, I would definitely check it out just to see what was missing. Because, I mean, it is an interesting story, you know, especially like, you know, the comparisons or, or the 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 references, I guess, the indirect references to like Hiroshima and some of the stuff that is obvious, right? Even without watching that video that we mentioned, you know, there there's some interesting elements of war and all of that in here. But I just... I don't know. Again, something was definitely missing for me. I wouldn't go out of my way. I have Shonen Jump. I just checked uh, and I was pretty sure it wasn't on here. It's not on here. So unless I have easy access to it for something I already use to read manga, again, I'm not going to go out of my way to do so. Till I go buy it, right? Like you're not going yeah, go no, to go Yeah, no, don't buy me the six volume. It. Yeah, don't <laughs> buy me six volumes worth of Akira for Christmas. You hear that, Briar? Do not wink. Buy Eric. Wink. Stop. <laughs> Six Briar, don't do it. This isn't one of those. This isn't one of those hints. It is. Listen to the subtlety and listen to the nuance in Eric's voice. <laughs> do not. Do not. Although, uh, uh, here's what I'll tell you. Here's what I'll tell you. It would be a cool thing to because I do want to kind of put up some mangas in my cool uh, have. in my cool. office. Yeah. Yeah. In the, like in the in collection. My, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm getting ready to decorate this room that I that I've streamed in and I work in. So I have wanted to put up manga. So until, I, mean, like, I wouldn't hate it, but until you have an intro to anime guest on that sees it in the back of like, Oh, you've read Akira. And you're like, Ooh. yeah, I love it. I love the red wedding. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> Again, I can get away with that pretty much anything. Well, let's talk about some cool uh, facts here about Akira. Uh, we talked about the animation. The movie consists of 2,212 shots and 160,000 single pictures, two to three times more than usual, using 327 different colors, which was another record for an animated film, 50 of which were exclusively created for the film. The reason for this statistic is that most of the movie takes place at night, a setting that is traditionally avoided by animators because of the increased color requirements. Um, again, as we mentioned, the film was widely credited with breaking anime into mainstream Western audiences. And uh, this is um, another thing that's kind of interesting here, Eric, is this is the first uh, one of the first Japanese animes, anime films to have the characters' voices recorded before they were animated, which uh, this is typical practice in the U.S., but in Japan, animation is generally produced first. So a lot of things here that were just, again, um, ahead of their time and groundbreaking for this film. And uh, yeah, like I said, I can understand certainly why this is so important of a movie. Um, I, I really wish that I, I, I had enjoyed more. Maybe on a rainy day and a, a few years from now, if I if I ever get the itch, I'll watch the whole thing and sub and gain a better appreciation for it. But just because I didn't really enjoy it the way that I wanted to does not, of course, take away any of the importance and the, like I said, the groundbreaking things that this movie did. And Phil, as we kind of wind down here, you know, uh, do you have the Rotten Tomato scores? Because, you know, obviously that's like the 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 thing we do is bring up Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, I did notice on IMDb, from what I could tell, uh, like an 8 out of 10. Uh, not that these ratings are very consistent <laughs> or necessary, but uh, did, did you have the Rotten Tomato score by chance? I do. It has a 91% certified fresh um, rating on the tomato meter and a 90% audience score. So I'm definitely in the minority, and I expected that. But um, yeah, again, people absolutely adore this film. And uh, yeah, there is a live action that I don't know if... I think it was announced at one point, but I don't know if it ever has moved forward. And I think Taika Waititi was tied to it. I don't know if you heard... I don't know if you remember that. I don't. Maybe he had not come across us because you know we had never seen the film. But there is a Wikipedia page... And it is uh, apparently it's on uh, it's being it's been delayed because of his work with Love and Thunder. But now that has stopped. And, um, you know, who knows what's going on? There's also one of the producers in this, Eric, is also Leonardo DiCaprio. So I don't know if this is a real thing or not or if it's just on pause. But if oh, as of February 2022, the live action Akira is still happening, uh, according to uh, slash film dot com. So, yeah, I don't think we need that i'd much rather have it just redone in you know an anime not a live action but here we i mean obviously this is the thing to do in 2022 so i don't know how to feel about that one you did bring it up and i will you know just to kind of close this out here i will say to your earlier point if they could do a 12 to 16 you know even a 24 episode order of akira i think that would, would be absolutely extremely watch that. Yeah. yeah that would be so interesting and good to watch with today's animation absolute banger i think it could really reintroduce a lot of people to it i, I think it would be one of those remake adaptations that would be necessary like it would be worth doing it there are a lot of movies and properties out there that we should just leave alone and we're not leaving them alone i think akira is a is a great contender for a realistic you know, remake and and I hope they do it, but I don't know how realistic that is because I've never heard even a peep of that happening. I would be interested to see what younger anime fans would think of this film that had never seen it as well. Like, 
anime fans that are way into the anime that are that are out now attack on titan chainsaw man jujitsu kaisen all that kind of stuff again a lot of stuff that is that i've never even seen that i'm sure you have eric that's hyper violent if they went back and watched this movie what they you know what they felt as opposed to a you know an og anime fan who's been watching since the 90s and this was you know obviously a mind-blowing thing and experience for them I, i definitely would like to see and have that conversation with some people because yeah i would like to know if they felt similar to to me or if they they you know they understand the importance of the movie so they really enjoyed it a lot more but yeah erica i'm really glad that we did watch this and for um for this series we are you know at least it wasn't on um it wasn't a a continuation of what we had to go through last month so overall we have been uh enjoying the movies for the most part so uh but with that being said eric i think we can we can wrap it up um we really appreciate you guys checking out this episode and um we're happy to be back and uh, next episode for this Wednesday is going to be the game room where it happens, where we are trying our damnedest to beat God of War Ragnarok. I know I am a little bit further along than Eric, uh, but we are going to try our best to make sure that we have beaten the game by the time that episode comes out. If you enjoyed this episode, you will enjoy all the rest of our content, which can be found anywhere you listen to your podcast, which, of course, includes Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening over there, make sure to leave us a five star review. Also, make sure to check out the show notes for the YouTube link for all of our live streams. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wait For It Podcast and on Twitter at Wait For It Pod, specifically on Instagram. Make sure you check us out because within the next couple of days, our full episode list for the month of December will be coming out. Now that will include probably another day or two off because of the holidays, but we also have the 2022 Wait For It Awards coming up, Eric. And that is always a blast because we always get to bring in some friends and talk about some of the best and worst of the year. And uh, that's right around the corner. You are not going to want to miss it. And thank you guys so much for the support. As always, we very much appreciate it. You guys keep us going. My name is Mr. Eric Almighty. That is my co-host, Phil the Filipino. And please don't forget, we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. And all you have to do is wait for it. So, I heard you're looking for a go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it? Gaming? Wait for it? Anime? Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast.